Roadshow, episode number 237. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is with me. We're at the Casa de Cold Coffee in Las Vegas. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you what, I always say to people, April or October, April or October. If you're going to come to Las Vegas, those are the two best months to come in terms of weather. And the first Thursday that we get to sit down on a nice afternoon and do the MMA Roadshow it's 68 degrees outside right now. Mm-hmm. Got the window open at the Casa de Cold Coffee. The the palatial grounds are, are opening up here in the back. You can just see the the beautiful uh, pool there, all the, the manicured lawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the grounds are, 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 are fantastic. I don't see a cloud in the sky, if I'm being honest with you. Actually, there is no cloud. Yeah, no right. clouds, not a single one, and it is just perfect weather. And, of course, to commemorate it, We've cracked open an award-winning Pabst Blue Ribbon. And, by the way, stepped our game up a little bit. Uh, the place I stopped by to pick up didn't have cans. They only had bottles. So I feel like we're doing it kind of classy today. It is kind of classy. But unlike the weather, which is very cool, we've had these sitting on the floor while we did some work. So they're not as cool as the outside. Yes. Which is a, a 19 degrees Celsius for our uh, European listeners. Mm. For anybody outside the United States. For anybody States, outside, actually, yes. Anybody <laughs> elsewhere from the United States. Uh yeah, the weather is perfect. Yesterday got a bit warm, uh, but today has been fucking rock star. Telling you, so if good. If you're planning a trip to Vegas, try to come in April, October. I mean, if you're coming yeah. for a UFC event, you gotta gotta just come when you're coming. But yeah. If you can plan something around to have a little vacation, April, October, it's the best. It's the best because especially right now, especially early October. I mean, you could wear jeans, you can have a jacket, or you can wear shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's starting to get the point of the year now. I won't. I don't wear. Uh, uh, what do you call them? Sandals. Right. Like at this point, I'll I'll just wear like if it's earlier in the year and it's like super hot and I have shorts on, I'm like, oh, I want to put my flip flops on, whatever, walk around. Now it's at the point where it's starting to get a little cooler. It's a little chilly. A little chilly. Uh, I really don't think it's chilly, but it's cooler. Uh, but yeah, I put the uh put the shoes on. But this is like the absolute best. So because it's super sunny. That's always going to be Vegas. We very rarely get the rain, but the fact that right now is the temperature, you don't feel it. You almost have to, you almost have to kind of watch it because you can go out in the sun. You don't tell that you can't tell that you're burning, right? Because the so sun as, is as still strong. As you're walking the grounds yeah. of the estate, yeah. <laughs> Not, I mean, it, d- it doesn't take long to get around this estate here, but uh, I mean, when you're out on the strip or whatever, say if you're you're sightseeing, it feels so good temperature-wise. You don't realize it. You still have to watch that you are in a desert and there's still very strong sun, but. Um, yeah, this time of the year is so good. It's so nice. And especially, I mean, we were just in Australia, which is getting ready to go into their summer. Right. And it feels uh, so much better here. And we had so much more sun than they did. We actually got rained on there. Uh, I think a couple days, I think it was great. Yeah, it was raining. It was, it was a little bit great. I mean, it was, it was a great time. Still a good time. But. By the way, speaking of USC 243, excuse me, USC Yes, 243. I have it written yeah. down as 234. What the heck is wrong with me? All right, listen. Speaking of USC 243, yes. uh, I, I, I had to go back to it. You know, we did a we did a little and a half episode express. We got that done, you know, and uh, before we had to ho- head to the airport. But there was one thing we didn't mention, and I, I'll be honest. I wasn't going to mention it. Um, but it was a moment that was shot by fellow journalist Brendan Bradford of the Sporting News Australia and posted to Twitter later on that day. And I thought we had to mention it. And that was 
our experience walking out of Marble Stadium at USC 243. It was about 6 o'clock in the evening, I think. Maybe sun was setting a little bit mm-hmm. as we were heading back to the Airbnb to keep working. And a fan just happened to recognize me <laughs> as we stepped out. And you know what? I enjoy it when fans recognize <laughs> me. It's nice. You know, it makes you feel like somebody appreciates your work, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and mm-hmm. inevitably, uh, you know, they'll come up and say hello and say they love Junkie, say they love the road show. Yeah. Everything was good up to take this point. A, take a picture, you know, <laughs> an autograph, whatever the case may be. I'm down for it. I love it. Shake the hands and say what's up. And this gentleman was very much like that. We walked out, and he was like, oh. Oh, you, hey. This was hours after. I was like, <laughs> I was wondering where he had been hanging out up to that point because well, no telling. we were up in the, the still around the venue. There's not like there was a bar. I don't think they have any bars mm-hmm. on the around the venue right there. So I, at some point I was wondering if you know he was lost walking around. Yeah, on he the definitely consumed a frosty beverage or two. That was immediately he, he evident. Had, he had a few for that sure. was immediately evident. So as you said, you know he's got the oh good hey man, good to see you. And I'm I'm probably hey thanks man. Nice to meet you man. Nice to meet you. And and, and then you know, say hello, and normally you kind of keep going your way. But yep. he actually starts walking with us, which is cool, except yep. he's walking backwards and talking, and that's fine. Uh, the clip mm-hmm. the, the clip that uh, is, is posted on Twitter was the moment that I thought he was going to walk right back into the forklift that was going to run him over, and I was, like, <laughs> I was like, hey, man, careful. I'm pointing out there's a forklift over there. He avoided that. But as the as the walk continues, you know, it's it's still, bro, how about out of sign? Yeah, yeah, man, that was crazy, man. What an experience. Ah, yeah. Oh man, that was nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then some point along the way. And this is on video? No, this the, the clip on video was very oh, I, okay. I wish I don't know if Brendan <laughs> has it or not. He put a very short clip on there. I didn't know anybody was filming it. If he's got the rest of it, uh, I, I w- we definitely need to hit him up and find out if it's available for posting because I'm not exactly sure. When it went from Adesanya and and what an event and I can't believe you're here to all of a sudden, uh, Hail Hitler came out of his mouth a couple times. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? What? What is going on here? What? What? What exactly has yeah. just occurred here? What is happening? And you know, tried to be polite. You know, we don't want to be rude. We don't want to. But I, I really don't need to hear this over and over. Yeah, uh, it was it was bizarre. It was really weird. Yeah, because at that point I remember trying to walk, and you, you know, I've seen many fans come up and like, oh, let's take pictures and chat. And, and at this point, you know, one, he was really inebriated. And two, I was carrying a lot of gear. I was like, let me just get down the stairs. And then when I started hearing that, and I was like, okay, shit just got weird. I was like, <laughs> all right, we'll see you later. At that point, <laughs> thankfully he didn't yeah. uh, he didn't stick with us much longer. We were able to get away from him. But it was a it was a crazy way to wrap up the day. Yeah. At USC two forty three. Yeah, I don't know. At, at some point, I was like. Maybe he's mad because we didn't stay and talk, and that was his way of, like, just, like, he was, I don't know. I was like, why would that come out of nowhere? Maybe he was, like, trying to lash. I was like, is he insinuating that we love Hitler because Mm. we're walking away and not chatting with him? Or was it he was just like, "I've, I've poured my heart out. To him at this point, should I just give the rest? Should I just give <laughs> the already, rest of we've what we've already I have shared our passion for MMA? For MMA. Let's now, see if we're both into white supremacy. We're both into white supremacy, dude. It was uh, it was bizarre. Yeah, and it was funny because it wasn't just us two. There was a uh, an older uh, journalist yeah. from Australia, and then a uh, another guy, and everybody was just like, "Okay, we can't get down these steps fast enough to get away from I this weird could shit." Not run away fast yeah. enough. I don't bizarre. know. That's the first time I've ever seen something like that in Australia. I mean, I don't know if that's a thing 
in Australia. I think it's just a very isolated incident yeah. with a, a drunk guy. I mean, I, I think know. it was just one. I just think yeah. it was the insane. It was just super weird. It was super random and super weird. But uh, <laughs> it was bizarre. But we made it back on time. We made it safe. Uh, and man, we've got a crazy weekend coming up. We've we've actually got some MMA here in Las Vegas. The PFL is in town. Mandalay Bay Event Center. They're going to kick off their playoffs on Friday. We'll be there for that. Uh, they're going to have three events here this month. And then Saturday is insane. Uh, it starts in the morning with Risen. Then there's a Cage Warriors. Then you got Mike Bond uh, over in uh, Florida right now. UFC on ESPN Plus 19. You also have, by the way, Bellator Europe 5 and Bellator 230 in a combination event there, the way they've kind of been doubling up. And uh, you've got one championship 100, that historic card as well, that starts on Saturday night and finishes Sunday morning. So, I mean, it's you're literally talking about 24 hours straight of, of high-level MMA. I mean, all the biggest organizations – um, you know, if you want to say, well, Cage Warriors is kind of a regional European promotion, fair, but they've been around for a long time, and they, you know, they're the big European feeder of talent to the big organizations. So, um, insane amount of MMA this weekend. And I, listen, I am not one of those uh, oversaturation guys. That's kind of never my art. I, you know, I, I hear that all the time. Ah, there's too much MMA. There's too much MMA. I, I like as much MMA as possible because you know it gives people opportunities to have jobs and to to um, you know to have places to make money. And so I'm, I'm happy for that. But I will say, all of it being on one damn day, uh, this date is oversaturated. This weekend is oversaturated. Uh, I, I've got to. I'm going to try to cover as much of it as possible. Fortunately, uh, you know, we got Simon Head over in Europe, who's going to pick up a lot of the Japanese stuff because it, it works better with his uh, his 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 time uh, zones. Um, but it, man, it's a uh, it's going to be a stretch of a weekend trying to cover all this MMA. It's a little bit much. It's a bit much. It's a bit much. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Just dealing with one event gets to be kind of just overwhelming when you have one person there, but then you have multiple stuff going on and trying to just cover it all. It's it's a little bizarre. There's but. technically seven cards because Bellator Europe and, and Bellator 230, those are technically two different cards. Then one championship is definitely two different cards. So there's technically seven cards consecutively on Saturday. It's insane. That is insane. That is insane. All right, uh, listen, we'll get to some of that in a minute, but before we got to the MMA this week, um, I came straight home. We, you know, we got home on Monday back to Las Vegas from Australia. It's, it's, it's a long trip. Um, fortunately, we got really lucky, and we both had a whole road to ourselves on, on the flight from uh, Sydney to LAX. So the 14-hour the flight there was not too bad. It was actually able to kind of stretch out and get a little sleep. So it wasn't that bad. But, you know, I came home. Went straight to uh, jiu-jitsu practice with my son uh, and then had dinner with the family. And then I got up the next morning because there was a Dominance MMA Media Day in L.A. And more specifically, it was at Tyson's Ranch. And that is uh, Tyson's Ranch as in Mike Tyson and his marijuana business. So um, pretty cool to be honest with you. I mean, I, it, it wasn't thrilling to just make it home from Australia, sleep a little bit. and You have to take the early flight. You know, it was one of those things where – we were supposed to meet at 11 a.m. to get this thing started, and we got to fly to L.A., which you know is, is, is an easy flight. But you do got to go to the airport, and it's that weird timing where you know you, you don't want to you don't want your your flight to get in too close to where you need to be because if it's delayed a little bit, as as often happens, the next thing you know you're missing a session or whatever just because you were sitting on a runway. So I didn't want that to happen. So we ended up taking like I want to say it was like a 6:15 a.m. flight out of Vegas the next morning. So that meant, you know, after after coming home from Australia, like getting back up at like four o'clock in the morning. So that, that part kind of sucked. 
But I was excited about the day. You know, Dominance MMA, if you don't know, of course, is the firm of Ali Abdelaziz, uh, Rizvan Magomedov as well. He heads kind of the, the Russian organization there. But their client list is insane. Now, of course, Ali Abdelaziz, not the most popular figure in uh, mixed martial arts today. But whether you like him or not, you, you kind of have to admire the client list that he's been able to build. I think he has, you know, something crazy like a, like 160 fighters. Um, and, and, I mean, just – I mean, the, the fact that he had 25 high-level fighters at this media session was, was pretty crazy. And then to put it all together was cool. But then to do it at Tyson Ranch, um, I had never been there before. Now, it's called Tyson Ranch. I think immediately think – Ranch. Well, that's not. It's not actually a ranch. This is mm -hmm. a, a, an office building, basically, and uh, it's where he runs his his office from. It runs his empire. Anybody point that out to Tyson that he's what? I think the, it wrong. the name of the business is Tyson's <laughs> Ranch. I don't think. I think. I don't think this particular facility is called Tyson's Ranch. But you know what, Cold Coffee? Nobody bothered to tell Mike Tyson <laughs> no, that he was wrong. No one corrected him. Like what? A they probably could get away with it now because Tyson ain't the same uh, Tyson. What a fantastic ranch you have here, Tyson, sir. Tyson's a little old and beat up, and he's, oh. he's too much of a weed head now. I'd like to see you try. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I just, I just get on one of those little scooter things that he fell and just try to speed away. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and man. then I'd leave one off to the side so he'd try to get on it and chase me. Yeah, and then he would just fall backwards again. So this is so we we get to L.A. We're supposed to go meet in. This, uh, it, there's no parking is what we're told at Tyson's Ranch. It's, it's a small building. It's close to LAX. So it's kind of funny because... That's definitely not a ranch. Yeah, it's definitely not a ranch. It's right by LAX. Uh, so we, we get to this hotel parking lot where we've been instructed to park. And it's funny. I'm the first one there. As usual, you know how MMA Junkie does it. You know how the roadshow does it. We're first in, last to leave. So I'm the first one there. Our good buddy Dave Mandel is going to be meeting us because uh, he's going to be helping me out doing camera work and that sort of stuff. So I get there, and I have the Uber just drop me off in the middle of this parking lot. And... Uh, I'm just standing in a parking lot in L.A. by myself, and it felt like I was totally normal. Totally normal. I, I, I really felt like I texted Dave. I was like, "Hey, man, I'm here, just waiting for my drug dealer to show up." You know, it's <laughs> like it's like you're doing some kind of shady deal in the middle of this parking lot or whatever, all by yourself. And then ultimately, the rest of the media shows up. You don't need drugs there. You're going to Tyson's place. Wow, it very that much. So. <laughs> that motherfucker got some weed right there. So the rest of the media shows up, and we take we <laughs> we take this uh, some shuttles. They've got some vans lined up for us. They take us over to Tyson's Ranch. And we walk in, they're like, hey, man, pick up your credentials right here, and then just go inside, get set up, and, and we'll get everything started. Uh, and as I walk in the facility, Tyson and his entire staff are just smoking it up. I mean, blazing, I bet. just blazing. Yeah, dude, he's, he's a huge fucking weed head now. I am talking about a contact high the moment you walk in, because yeah. it's, 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 you know, it's an office building, but I'm not talking about like a big, you know, huge building it's like a converted warehouse space or whatever yeah. right so i mean all the weed smoke is is staying there you've got if you've seen uh where he does the the hot boxing uh as he calls it i believe the, the podcast that they do and video you know you can see the studio right there and then there's a couple of offices over the side but the place is just it was like a cartoon with like the mm -hmm. level of smoke that was just hanging out and now it eventually filtered out with their very fine air filtration system. Yep. But uh it was literally a contact high he the moment you yeah. walked in. He was hotboxing all of us. And uh but I'll tell you what, it was funny because, you know, this is not a place that normally holds big media events. So the setup was kind of a struggle. You know, everybody was trying to figure out oh, where where's the audio box? How where can we get power? Where, yep. where, you know what? But you know what? It wasn't the least bit stressful at all. Yeah, every, I bet every, not. Every, 
<laughs> I bet not. You can tell when you look at the any of the any of the people in the videos that nobody nobody had any stress. Or well, anything. we'll uh, we'll we'll share there more also of that. No clear eyes in, we'll, in any of the videos. We'll share more of that in a moment. Uh, okay, but so this media day happened, and we've got a bunch of interviews, man. There's all kinds of content on MMA Junkie, so if you want to go check that out, uh, some of it made its way to YouTube as well. The majority uh, we put uh, on, on MMA Junkie because some of it was just some clips. They ended up doing kind of a, a press conference type style uh, where they had like 12 fighters at a time and these director's chairs. And they kind of passed a microphone around, and, and we got a lot of content. It was really cool uh, to be able to do that. But I uh, also had a, a chance to sit down with Ali Abdelaziz and, and have a little one-on-one and talk to him about the entire roster of clients and, and you know, Talk to him a little bit about some of the controversy that's come up as of late, um, and and uh, you know just address a number of topics. Now I'm going to preface this by saying I understand a lot of people don't like Ali Abdelaziz. I no. get that. I get that. I understand. I've made it clear myself when I first met the guy, I didn't like him either. Um, but I have come to uh, to work with him and have a very good professional relationship with him. And I will say what what he's done professionally um, is is pretty outstanding. To be honest with you, I don't know how you can argue argue with it. Um, the success rate that he's had. So had a chance to talk to him about, you know, just kind of what's going on with, with all of his clients and a number roster. And, you know, yeah, he gets to play promoter a little bit. Uh, that's that's part of his job. Um, but he gives us a little bit of update on kind of what's going on with a, with a number of people on his roster and what he sees upcoming uh, with a lot of his biggest clients. So uh, here's a chance to, to hear a conversation one-on-one that I had with Ali Abdelaziz. If you're one of those people that just absolutely will not listen to Ali Abdel speak, I can respect that. I would hope that you'll stick around for more of the podcast. I will tell you, fast forward, <laughs> 19 minutes and 21 seconds. And if you do that, you won't have to hear a single word. Otherwise, if you're willing to sit in and listen to the conversation, here's me and Ali Abdelaziz. Ali Abdelaziz, Dominance MMA. I've never seen anything, I don't think, like this before. Dominance MMA Media Day here at the Tyson Ranch. 25, 30 of your clients here. I mean, very high-level clients from across multiple organizations. Uh, what gave you the idea to want to do this? Because I'm sure, you know, this isn't a cheap day for you. It's, it's you know, transportation. It's difficult to arrange with all these schedules of these guys. What made you want to put this together? Man, I wanted to be 50 because, you know, a lot of my Russian fighters, you know, Khabib, Islam, Makhachev, all these guys, they couldn't be here. Uh, I'll, I'll have a Russian one for sure. Listen, that's how I feel about this whole thing. I feel... A lot of these guys, like Frankie Edgar, like uh, Henry, like Osman, they, they invest for me for 10 years, 9 years, and I'm at this point in my career, I'm doing okay, I'm doing well, and I want invest in them. They invested me, they trusted me, they stuck by me, they stay loyal to me, and I feel now, you know, Bellator is a great organization, BFL, uh, UFC, but they have so many shows, I don't think fighter get enough uh, media outlet, me giving ex- exposure, and uh, today, you, you know, I wasn't on stage and with them and stuff like that. I tried to stay stay out of it, but they kept me in it, you know, and they kept me in it. But I really want to do this for them, to very much, you know, to first of all, to get a media outlet, to get content out there to the media, uh, to give you content, uh, to kind of very much tell their stories. What's next? What's not next? It's not fight week. Fight week. Everybody's emotional. It's, it's, they can't really talk the way you want them to talk. But I think everybody's relaxed. A great environment, and so much respect. You have Henry Sahudo, you have Cody, you have Marlon, and you have uh, missing somebody. Henry, Cody, Marlon, and a Frankie, all in the same weight division. And they had dinner last night, you know, and, uh, and it's been fun, uh, you know, having a guy like Osman have not talked to the media for a long time and bring him in to talk to the media. guy like Fabrice, you guys haven't heard from him, and you can talk to him. Guys like Anthony Johnson coming back to a heavyweight division. And in a way, um, 
It's just, it's just, you know, it was, is, I'm investing back into my athlete and I will keep, keep I'm going to do this two, three times a year. You see guys like Otman Azaitar, young Moroccan line, that he wants to take UFC to Morocco. You understand? There's so many different visions. I'm not doing this to go against a, a promoter or a manager, or I want to do everybody do so well. I want to do managers do better. I want to do promoter do better. I want to do, like, it's so much hate out there. And I really, I, I'm calming myself down. I'm, I'm going to get all my bad energy in training, inspiring. But, you know, I'm just not going to start to, like, hate people. I mean, I hate no one. And I, it's just this, you know, uh, I'm just, I just want to have positive energy surround me, surround my fighters. But, but one thing, you know, also, uh, that mean hate, no disrespect. I, I, you know, I don't take disrespect very well to me or any of my fighters. I take it very, very heavily, and sometimes I behave rationally, and I'll try to, you know, to control myself, you know, to condemn myself as a professional, but I'm still a man. I was going to say, I mean, what brought upon that change of philosophy? I don't mean to insult you, but yeah, we think of you as this kind of hot-headed guy. I mean, uh, you know, that's been in, you know, fights with other managers at times and, and openly kind of yelled at the media and that sort of thing. What brought, brought about this change in philosophy? Because, listen, at the end of the day, I'm still speak my mind, but I don't need to hate other fellow managers because they try to do what I'm trying to do. They try to make a living for their family. You know, I don't want to hate fighters as a promoter, but if I fight a promoter, it's going to hurt my athlete. And, I, you know, the media, listen, I have love and hate in relationship with the media because, you know, sometimes you might say something about a guy, I'm still not going to like it. But one good thing about it, you have to respect it. I'm going to let you know I don't like it. A lot of time we'll go behind your back and do things and say things about you. I don't think it's ever I went to say bad things about anybody's back. I couldn't say it in the front. And this is, you know, I'm a realist. And, I, and I, I believe I'm the realist as they come. If I have a problem with you, you know it. But it doesn't mean I have to hate you. I do not hate anyone. I really, even after this Conor situation, I don't hate Conor McGregor. I don't hate his team. I don't hate his management. I don't hate nobody. You understand? Like, like you know, Anthony brought some other managers. I don't hate none of these guys. Like, at the end of the day, I'm trying to make a living for my family. They try to do the same thing. Uh, that's it. But, you know, I'm, you know, I'm good with a lot of people in the sport. A lot of people not good with me. Um, you know, Dana White said to me a couple of days ago, he said, because, uh, you know, I, I talk to Dana about certain things sometimes. And, uh, you know, listen, he's a promoter. And a lot of time was Osman situation. I did not like him. I did not like Dana and these guys. But at the end of the day, I respect him. You know, and also I understand they have to roast the best for the UFC. I have to be best for my fighter. But... And he said that, kill people's success. He said he did it to a lot of his, his, his haters, right? And, um, and, and somebody I really respect, you understand? And I, and, um, and I just, you know what? And I thought about it and I looked back and it changed my mind a lot of things, but I never been a hateful person. I don't hate people. I cannot hate somebody more than a day because what I decided, the hate I take back to my family, take back to my kids. You understand? Listen, I'm not perfect. I'm far from inferior. I do a lot of stupid shit sometimes. But I don't hate people. I don't, you know, I'm not trying to harm people. But today was an awesome day, man. I see all these guys having fun. Verdum, Anthony Johnson, Frankie Edgar. I'm talking about legends, you know, are here. And I'm under their banner. They say I'm under their banner. No, I am under. I'm the servant. Like I said, I have many masters. And I'm their servants.
You mentioned Conor McGregor's name there. It's a good one to bring up because he's linked to a lot of your clients. Frankie Edgar has a potential, which seems a, a bit of a weird one that's out there, but Justin Gaethje mentioned that as a possible fight as well. I know Conor's not your guy, but you've done business with him before. Does he fit in with one of your guys right now? Listen, Conor McGregor, I don't really care about this guy, what he does with his career. He probably an iron brushing toilets. I can give a flying, you know what? I don't really care about him. The whole thing is, he should have fought Frankie Edgar five years ago. He chose Chad Mendes when Chad Mendes coming off a 45-day camp in the building. Frankie Edgar will still whoop your ass any day of the week, boy. Don't ever forget that. You can't wrestle for shit. You don't have heart. You don't have charisma. Don't get it twisted. Doesn't mean I don't hate you. I respect you because I do not respect you. 100%. He talking about he answered everybody. He answered to Frankie. He answered to Poirier. He answered to everybody out there. The one guy he did not answer to is Justin Gaethje. We know what Justin Gaethje does to people. Justin Gaethje, he gave you his soul or he take your soul. But guess what? Khabib already take his soul. Guys, Conor McGregor is done. The UFC right now, they try to figure out how they can cash out of him. How they can get, because he's still one of the biggest stars in the sport. We can't deny him. But the man have no soul, he have no heart, and he got no cojones. You understand? And I believe this is something him and his whole team, they, you know, include a couple guys. You understand? It's like, it's the culture of them. The culture here, everybody <laughs> gangsters. The culture there, everybody give up. That's it. Out of all the clients you had here, there were a lot of questions for a lot of them. But Anthony Johnson, I think people were as excited to see him as anybody else. Give me an update on kind of what you see his career doing from here and what, what kind of matchup do you think he could, he could debut with? Because it feels like his popularity is as high as it ever was. Listen, Anthony, Anthony Johnson, 250 pounds. This man is a, as a, as a, as a walking tank. He takes some time off. He got away from the sport. Guess what? The average weight... Uh, age in the heavyweight division is 38. He's 33 or 30, 32. He's younger are all of them. Johnny Rusanius, we coming. Derek Lewis, we coming. Everybody out there in the top 10, we coming. No disrespect to none of you because you guys are all great fighters. But Anthony Johnson is a different kind of animal. Uh, he's going to put holes in people's head. Uh, he's, he's vicious. He's ferocious. And um, he can, he can um, you saw what he did when uh, Sweden, what he did, he silenced 30,000 people. He have power, man. He, God give him, God give the power, like Mike Tyson. Me and Mike Tyson, he was talking, and he's just born with that. You don't really get that. You're born with that, and he's a great athlete. I'm looking forward to him. He should be in Osada program very soon. Nice. Cody Garbrandt, a guy that I know you have a lot of love for, man. He's had some tough times in his career. What do you envision for him on the way back, getting back? What's, what's the next step for Cody? When is he going to fight? That's my baby. Cody Garbrandt is my baby boy. He's, uh, he's, uh, he will be a champ again. I really believe he's young. He's 27. I believe he can be a champ again. He's got to get healthy. Got to get the right people around him. You know, and he got to stay positive. You know, Cody's very easy to get negative with a lot of drama. He finds himself in a lot of drama, you know, and he just have to find peace. You understand? You know, um, you know, I believe like, you know, Danny Castillo is a great coach. Uh, Chris uh, Russ Hall is a great coach. He has some good people around him, you know. I don't know what he needs to do. I never told a fighter where to go, where to train. This is not what I do. I, I, I never, but he needs to just figure out what he really do. You understand? And, and, and that's it, you know. Uh, Cody, uh, you know, everybody know how I love Cody. Uh, he's always going to be in my heart. Uh, he's just a great kid, very loyal. What a great father this kid is. And 
Cody, one thing about him, he's the most remarkable fighters in the UFC. People love Cody Garbrandt. Cody Garbrandt got more followers than 98% of the UFC, and people love him. He's a star. Cody Garbrandt is a star. Habib Nurmagomedov couldn't be here enjoying some time off, as he certainly deserves. But give me an idea. I mean, we, we think it's this Tony Ferguson fight. I mean, is, is that the fight? Because I don't understand what the delay is. It seems like the fight that everybody wants to make, and yet we don't have an announcement yet. And you had Justin Gaethje today saying, I'll take Habib if, if this fight with Tony Ferguson isn't happening. What's, what's happening behind the scenes? Listen, I want to give a shout-out to my brother, Khabib. He, he tweeted about this press conference. He, he Instagrammed it. He showed a lot of love. This what show you what kind of human. This, this guy never changed. He's, make, he's making $10 million a fight now, you know, he's, or more. He, he, he doesn't change. He doesn't move. And listen, uh, he will fight anybody. George St. Pierre, you can get it. Tony Ferguson, you can get it. Him and, listen, I have Henry fought Marlon. I stayed home. Khabib can fight Justin. I have no problem with that. This is, we work dominance, we work different. We don't hold guys from guys. We don't keep guys from guys. If you time up, you up. My opinion, my case is, Tony Ferguson fought one time in 2017. He fought two thousand one time in 2018. He fought one time in 2019. He declined an, a title shot. You understand? Justin been knocking head out. He been turning head out. But listen, if Tony want to fight, let's go and do it. If Justin his turn, he's gonna fight Khabib. You know. But what I you know, if, if Connor grows some balls. Let's fight. But I'm not going to have Justin take any fight outside Khabib or, 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 or Connor because Connor somehow is number three, you know. But it's okay, whatever. But he wants to fight Pori, and I was like, for what? You know, you don't need to fight Pori. You already fought him. But I think right now, Justin, you just need to fight for a title to fight Justin uh, Connor. When does Khabib want to fight? Khabib will fight Marsh. March, April, Khabib is ready, man. He's been training. He's, he said, Khabib, when he says something, he do it. He said he's going to fight three times in less than a year. And he will do it this year. You got a big fight with Kamaru Usman coming up at the end of the year, one of the most anticipated fights. Colby Covington uh, doesn't mind talking trash. He doesn't mind talking trash about you. I saw an interview he did last week uh, with James Lynch, and he was talking about you and saying that uh, the last time he saw you, you were sexually harassing a UFC employee. He said that you've got court dates coming up and that we should all check on that. What can you tell us about those claims that he made? And, and he also said me and Kamara is not on good terms. Uh, you know, yes, I'm going to court because when this thing in, in the palm, you know, uh, sitting in the palm, I'm going to court about that. I like, I'm in the UFC house every day. How I'm, I'm harassing people. I'm there. I was there right before I come here with Dana and Hunters. You know, I'm, I don't know, man. People come up with stuff. Listen to me. Listen, you can hate me. It's okay. You can hate me. But you will have to respect me. And you understand what happened to you in the palm, boy, and you didn't do shit about it. Listen, but in a way, honestly, man, I'm at this point, I'm not going to be fighting people in casinos anymore. I'm not going to do this because, you know, the guy, the guy, he's, he's a, I'm not going to give this guy more of my time because he have a, he have a problem on his hand. He have a Nigerian nightmare on his hand. Uh, for, they can promote this fight, you know. The reason he's using my name, you understand? I got more Instagram following than he does. I, I'm sorry, I do. All he does, he tries to separate this great, beautiful country. He's not, Americans, they don't do that. And if he wants to talk about, about me, go ahead. I'm not gonna get mad anymore. If I see you again, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna swing at you. Um, you know, because he's gonna do two things. He's not gonna hit back and he's gonna call the cops. I'm gonna lose and lose situations, you know? But I understand now, 
my position, I have to be professionals. You know, if somebody do something to me, of course, I'm going to react. But he can. he been saying that for a lot of times. Let him talk. Let him talk. It's all right. Let him talk. Because you know what? I guarantee you, December 14, Usman is going to make an example out of him. And he's going to put fear in the rest of the division. Because none of these guys, I'm telling you, I'm going to say this today. And I said before, Henry Sahur is going to be beat Demetrius. It's going to beat TJ. Everybody said, oh, no. Khabib, I said, he's going to beat Connor's ass. Nah, Connor's going to knock him out. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm saying this today. On this day, Kamaru Osman will go down, one of the greatest welterweight all the time. I train with a lot of guys. I spar with a lot of my guys. The man possesses something special nobody have. Nobody I ever train have. And I train with the best of the best. He's special. That's it. You touched on Henry Cejudo there. Dana said he wants him to fight at flyweight. I've seen Henry, and he said, listen, bantamweight might be easier, man. I'm coming back from injury. What, what, what do you think? Have you had some conversations? What, do you think Dana's going to lean on that, or is he going to have to go flyweight? Listen, at the end of the day, the UFC is a promotion. They need to do what they need to do. You if Henry can come and fight 25, they can make it. If he can't, they just got to give the belt up, right? This is simple. And I'm not going to say, oh, Henry needs to hold two belts. It's up to Henry. But right now, Henry can't do anything. He cannot even train. I cannot make this decision for Henry. And I think Henry and Dana need to sit down, and they need to talk. And it's, listen, the relationship is good. There's nothing going on. There's no drama. It's none of the stuff. But listen, Henry is a two-division champion now. Time is different. You know, the man, he said, I want to get paid. And as a manager, okay, I'm going to try to get you paid. But I think him and Dana have a really good relationship. They sat down before the TJ fight. They need to sit down and talk to each other, and it's okay. I think the number was brought up today, like 160 athletes that you represent at this point. I wondered, do you or your guys ever talk about a union? I mean, just you guys alone, it seems like, could almost affect massive change in the sport like that. Is that ever discussion that's had amongst your clients? To be honest, union, when people talk about union, I'm talking about I don't understand what you mean. But I think one day, you know, I think maybe fighter will have insurance, maybe stuff like that. But I cannot discuss. You saw what happened with unions. You got two more rounds. You got George St. Pierre, TJ Delachaux, Kim Velasquez, boom, what happened? Done. You got some, some manager before. He tried to come on Munich. What happened? Guess what? All these, all these people got railroaded. Being real. You, don't, you know what I'm saying? Great real. Do it right. Go sit down with Dana White. Go sit down with Hunter, with the UFC, said, hey, what do you think about doing this? I do the same thing, but I'm not going to go like a little bitch behind everybody's back and try to go to hotel lobbies and make guys sign paper. This is fucking ridiculous. If you think Dana White is the man, go sit down with the man and talk to him about your problems. If I have a problem, guarantee you, I'm going to pick up the phone and he will answer my phone call because that's the relationship I earned throughout the years. It's different. I earned by being honest, by being truthful, by being up to up. And a lot of people say, oh, you were a house manager. I guarantee you, no. You see Osman fought in Madison Square Garden? He didn't. You know, why? Because we have problem. We still, Osman is not happy. I'm being real. But guess what? We have a contract. We have to respect it. That's it. If you have a problem, you know, if you, in the future you want to talk about fighter association, like, but the whole thing is we have to unite it between ourselves. Manager have to unite it. You understand? We, a fighter, have to unite. You know, you don't try to be, you know, like, and listen, and I'm not perfect too. I'm sure I did something wrong to other manager or other managers did to me. But us, when they have this meeting, remember all these managers? Two of them went straight to the UFC office, told them everything after, you know? But they were really going to get together and, and be one team. 
I doubt it because I think everybody else is counting everybody's money. I don't count nobody's money. I never did. I will never have, you know. And that's it, man. It's just simple. If you have a problem with, with, with how the fighter paid, go sit down with Dana White. Say, like, listen, can we do this and this and this? And if you say no, call them out on it. Well, this has been a pretty amazing day for your, for your clients and for your team. Uh, give us an idea, man. What's, what are the goals? I mean, you're, you're managing champions across multiple organizations. You've got a huge roster. What's, what's the future for Dominance MMA? Uh, listen, my dream always, I want to turn this to an agency. And I'm in the process of doing it. I, 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 like I said, I want to serve these guys. I want, like, I, I like to train, man. I, I like to do things different. And it make me closer to these guys. It's not me like I train. I, I, I have to to find peace of my mind. And I feel, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm slowly, maturely, I want to make this, I'm not interested in football or boxing, maybe boxing or baseball uh, or, or any of this stuff. I'm just, all I know is MMA. I don't know nothing else. I'm not going to act like I know anything else. You know, I might like to watch football, but I don't know football. And I know a lot of managers successfully, they don't do football and they don't do great things, good for them. But I'm just an MMA guy. If You know, um, listen, and I don't manage anybody. I manage people I like. And I know me, people's going to be loyal to me. How many, how many throughout the year left? Barely. Maybe one guy ever left. And I'm still a good friend with him and I like him. But it's not, I'm not for everyone and it's, everyone is not for me. We're very different. You know, and if you come to Dominance MMA, you'll respect everybody and they'll respect you back. And if you don't, you're not part of it. All right, for those of you that stuck around, that was the conversation with Ali Abdelaziz. For those of you that fast-forwarded 19 minutes and 21 seconds, welcome back. Oh, I'm back. <laughs> oh, wow, cold <laughs> coffee with a strong opinion there. Uh, all right, listen, uh, you and I will be attending PFL 2019 Playoffs 1. Uh, most people will be listening to this on a Friday, so it will be this evening. So I don't want to spend a lot of time on it uh, because for, for most, I'm sure the fights will be just about to happen or already happening. But um, – it is a big moment. Uh, Kayla Harrison, uh, of course, is the the star of, of the PFL roster. She announced today that she signed a new exclusive agreement with them. I think a lot of people thought that you know she might try to win this tournament and make her way over to the UFC. They don't necessarily have a division for her right now, and um, you know maybe she feels like 145 isn't uh, possible. She is quite a big, strong person. I did see her in person and stood next to her at American Top Team when we had that recent gym visit. Um, I don't, I don't know if she can make 145 or not. I don't know how bad her weight cuts are, but she is big and strong. So I'm excited to see that. And then, of course, Sarah Kaufman versus Larissa Pacheco in the other women's lightweight semifinal. I think most people are feeling, you know, Kayla Harrison. And, and Sarah Kaufman is actually the number one seed. So Kayla Harrison ended up going into the playoffs as the number two seed. I think a lot of people feel that those two are destined for a meetup in the finals. Uh, Kaufman, of course, an incredible veteran of the sport, but uh, fighting up quite a bit. Uh, in weight, she is going to be giving up. Uh, assuming she's able to get past Larissa Pacheco, she's going to be giving up quite a bit of size and uh, and, and range and power uh, to Kayla Harrison. So that that could be an interesting matchup. But Sarah has fought the best of the best in the world, so she's got that veteran savvy as well. You know, I don't think she's going to be intimidated by the moment, and she's certainly seen everything there is to see. So uh, I'm intrigued by that matchup if it happens. The welterweight quarterfinals uh, and semifinals will also be happening as well. So those eight fighters that are going to be trying to vie for a million dollars, well, they will have to fight twice uh, tonight, if you're listening to this on a Friday, tomorrow as we sit down here on a Thursday. Uh, so it'll be my first PFL event in person, your first PFL event in person as well. 
Um, and of course, they're building to what they announced today is official once again, December 31st for the championship final. It'll be uh, at the Hulu uh, okay. Garden at Madison, or Hulu Theater at Madison yeah. Square Garden. So once again on New Year's Eve, it will air in prime time on ESPN2. Uh, six fighters uh, will be awarded a million dollars that night. So PFL is happening. Uh, the prelims start on ESPN Plus if you want to watch them, 8 p.m. Eastern. And then it shifts over to ESPN2 for the main card at 10 p.m. Eastern. And Cole Coffee and I will be there. All right, so. We've never done PFL? Was that World Series that we yeah, did? Yeah, we World Series. We had gone to some World Series, but we have not done any events since they since they uh, shifted over to PFL. Huh. Probably shit before they're gone. Wow! <laughs> Jeez. Shooting fire! That is shooting just fire! Harsh. I did see our man. Uh, I did see our man, former MMA junkie contributor Shamat Karsandu, a former guest on the road show. He is doing. Uh, Social media for those guys, and I actually ran into him the other day at uh, at Syndicate up. MMA. Yeah, he was shooting some stuff with Brendan Lanane, who makes his uh, who makes his debut for the promotion. Of course, the Contender Series winner, who thought he was going to get a UFC contract, didn't because he went for a takedown with like five seconds left, and Dana yeah. said no. Uh, How dare so you do a takedown when you're winning he, or something? He makes his he makes his debut uh, as well. Oh, that'll be a non town? that'll be a non tournament fight. Uh, I saw Sandu on Tuesday, maybe Monday or Tuesday. Weird. Yeah, well, I guess it had to have been. No, and he never reached out. He's busy. The man's busy. I guess so. I guess busy. so. I guess it would have been Monday night. Maybe? Yeah, it was Monday night because it was the night I came home, huh. and then before I went to Tyson Ranch the next day. Did he reach out to you? No, I just ran into him at the gym. Wow, he is busy. Wow, look at you. Just, I mean, firing Sand shots Duke. left Sand and Duke's right. not hitting us up. He comes into our town and doesn't hit us up. He's big time, I guess. Wow, shots being fired <laughs> all around. Step back, ladies and gentlemen. There's bound to be some collateral damage here. Who else? Who else is here in town and doesn't hit us up? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you'll get a chance to catch up with him at PFL. No, I'm just going to be like, sorry. Uh, do, do I know you? Do I know you, sir? I remember when we used to talk, and now we don't talk. You're big time. It's so great that you don't hold grudges and that you're not emotional <laughs> and make wild decisions. Uh, all right, so listen. Give me a grudge if I just found out about it. Grudge <laughs> would be if I, it was like a week later. <laughs> this is my immediate reaction to not being hit up when you're in town, sir. I want to share the, uh, one interview that I had with uh, a fighter at Tyson Ranch. I believe it's Tyson's Ranch. If I, if I, I need to be saying the brand right, I apologize. Tyson's Ranch. Now uh, we we saying? did some one on ones. So we did the 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 full interviews, and then we did some one on ones, right? And I was able to get most of the one on ones I wanted, except I had to step away for a little bit to go talk to Ali Abdelaziz. When I came for back, I had missed one of the fighters that I wanted to speak to, um, and I and I said, you know, hey, uh, is is this fighter available? Like we were supposed to speak to him, but I, but I missed him while we were talking. And uh, the PR agent that was working there is like, ah, I think you just missed him. I think he just walked out the door. And I was like, okay, well, damn, fair enough. Okay, all right. So, uh, you know, we're kind of start packing up our gear and realize, okay, well, you know, show's over. And then the PR agent comes back and says, ah, good news. You're in luck. You're, you're, you're going to love this. I tracked down the fighter you want. He hadn't gone outside. He hadn't left yet. He was just he about was to hiding. leave. He was just hiding from you. He was just about to leave, but he hadn't left yet. Um so here is Justin Gaethje, and I will say Are thank you. Are you Gaethje after? Yes. Oh, I didn't so realize that was like a – Thank you, Justin Gaethje, for doing this interview for us. Um, it was clear at the time that we spoke that Justin may have not wandered outside because he may have taken a moment or two to indulge in some of Mike Tyson's products. 
Or he might have just been stuck in the room and it just got to him. If, if, that, if that's the case, he was in the room for a long time. <laughs> a long, long time. Uh, but this was great. So Justin was willing to do the interview. And I thought actually made some very, very fair points and some very good points, even though I believe he had maybe just used some of the CBD oil perhaps or, you know, certainly – the non-THC, you know, stuff. I mean, maybe he had taken like a a little gel and rubbed it on his wrist or something along those lines. Could 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 be. Could be. You know, I don't know. So this is my conversation <laughs> with a post Tyson's Ranch CBD oil using Justin Cagey. Well, Justin, uh, obviously your name is being thrown out quite a bit. Everybody wants to get a piece of the highlight. G- give me an idea. What's going on right? What are you looking for right now? I want to fight the best in the world. I want to prove I'm the best in the world. That's Khabib. Uh, He's publicly stated many times that he's not going to fight many more times, so I have to make that happen one way or another. Good thing I got the best manager in the world to make that happen for me. You've been talking about it a lot today. I wonder, is there any insight and information you have, or are you just kind of trying to will this into existence? Because I think we all thought Khabib and Tony was a guarantee. You just feel it deep down. That's who I'm fighting next. Deep, deep down. Do you think that means you're waiting for him to fight Tony, or do you think you might slip in front of the line? I'm not sure what it means. <laughs> what about this Conor McGregor matchup? I mean, people do say that it would be a, a fun fight. Is that one that you're at least halfway interested in? Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in it, absolutely. If he's going to fight, then I'm, you know, he's number three, I'm number four. I need to solidify my shot at the title. Uh, there's probably four different scenarios in which that happens, and that's one big one. So, yeah, absolutely interested. If he's going to fight... He's calling out Frankie Edgar, you know, nothing but respect for that man, but he's 30 pounds lighter. So he's uh, deep down, he, you know, I know it, you know it. Well, you might know it, but he knows it. He surely knows he's a, he's a fucking coward. So he's going to keep doing what he's doing, keep staying in the media, you know, making money. Good for him. You know, definitely props for that. But, yeah, I'm trying to do something here. Um, and he's, he's shitting on the integrity, and that's, you know, which is fine. But I want to fight for the belt. I got to fight Khabib before he goes away. So one way or another, I need to do that. And he's one good way to that. Let's say the USC came to you and said, guess what? Connor's in, Habib's in. It's your choice, Justin. Which one means more, winning that title or, or riding the wrongs? Khabib, absolutely. It would not be a question in a heartbeat. He's the best in the world. Are you kidding me? What, what, what will that do for my legacy? Um, Connor could fight me. You know, then, then he could fight me after, you know, if, if I was to win, then he would fight me then. It would be a bigger fight anyway. So, um... I want to be the best in the world. Khabib's a bigger superstar right now than Conor is, and that's a fact. Um, you know, he's got one of the biggest countries, the biggest country in the world behind him. What are we doing here? So, Dan Hooker had a great performance over the weekend. I saw that name thrown out there at all. That, no disrespect to Dan, but does it mean does that interest you at all? No, no, it doesn't make sense at all. Business-wise, absolutely zero sense. He just got his ass beat less than a year ago by Edson Barboza. So, for him to cross over that name and mention my name or Dustin Poirier's name is, is a little, kind of a bitch move, but whatever. I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, I shouldn't knock him for it because it's what he should be doing. Um, and you know, it was a great win, great win, great performance. Good for him. Um, you know, if he keeps winning, then I think he'll fight. He's gonna, you know, talk shit about me and talk shit about Poirier, but um, you know, Poirier's coming off a lot. But I have deserved, I deserve to be where I'm at, and I don't deserve to fight Dan Hooker. And there's, there's, that's, there's no doubt about that. Sounds like there's two names on the table then. Ideally, when do you fight again? When do we get to see back in there? I mean, ideally, uh, I fight Khabib in March or whenever he said he's ready to fight again. That's the most ideal situation there is.
right, that was the highlight. Justin Gaethje uh, in good spirits, very relaxed, enjoying himself on the afternoon. Uh, Found my little CBD pen here. (laughs) (laughs) That was good, man. I was glad Justin was still willing to speak with us. And, of course, he is a self-professed connoisseur of of the ganja here and there. So I I don't think he minded. Why not, man? I used to be a day like a daily smoker, like hardcore back when I used to work at the head shop and other shit. Have you thought about going back? Have you thought about going back? To head shop? No, I mean to just smoking smoking. on daily. Maybe maybe might calm calm the nerves a little bit. I'm much more of a like a drinker now. Like because I know I can drink, I know what my buzz level's gonna be. Like the weed these days. I mean, even though I was usually smoking I mean, I did my phases where you smoke like the swag and you yeah. smoke whatever the cheap whatever shit you can get, but then you smoke that kind bud and stuff. But like the kind bud and the shit that they're making nowadays, that it shuts me down, bro. It's fucking ridiculous. It shuts me down. Now. It is so strong. <laughs> I like that you can get like practically the designer buzz depending on what you want to do. Uh, but yeah, now I'm just like, I think my body makeup has changed as well. Like it reacts differently to yeah. me now. Like. If I if I could take a, like a, a puff or two, or I like the vape pens because I feel like I can control it better, but like eating edibles and like uh, just pulling big rips and bong rips, like that's that was that was like twenty fucking. I don't do I that don't. shit anymore. Like other, I other members, I can't do it anymore. There are other members of the MMA Junkie staff who seem to function quite well with a bit of marijuana yeah. cigarettes. I mean, to each their own. I mean, like I, I there was a good probably no shit like twenty years of my life where it was like daily or like yeah. close to it so like i'm good like i i i don't disparage anybody that still does it but i also just don't i don't have the desire to do it anymore which is the great thing about marijuana and the, one of the things i always said before is that it's not physically addictive like right. if you want to walk the fuck away from it it's fine yeah, yeah. you know but everybody always wants to harp about oh i like this 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 i mean like this shit here which i love the 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 alcohol in the sense that i can control the buzz this shit is much more addictive than, say, like oh, it's weed terrible for and you. shit it's awful. like that. So, no, I mean, uh, if somebody wants to partake and do their thing, man, you're going to find a lot more uh, even kill people smoking weed than, yeah. you know, drinking hard liquor. I just and, can't and keep working while I do it. I just want to go to sleep. Yeah. I just feel awkward. I just, like, want to be alone sometimes. Like, <laughs> I used to be really good. Like, I, I don't mind it, but if I'm out in a ton of people and if I've smoked a little too much, I'm just, I, I just get, like, anxious. I'm like, I need to get the fuck away from all these people. But I, Typically want to get away from large crowds, anyways. <laughs> Whether I'm like, sober what? or anything, you like, antisocial? I know. I'm like fuck all these people. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get to the MMA. Uh, like I said, it kicks off big time on the on the Saturday with Ryzen. Um, you know, top to bottom, not a bad card. They've had better, but it does feature the, the the kickoff of the lightweight Grand Prix, which is pretty exciting. Our buddy Damian Brown is in there. He's got a tough draw in the in the, in the start there. Tofik Musayev, a very very tough one there. Uh, Patricky Freire is is making uh, his debut over there so we're you know kicking off this or, or continuing it I guess but the first time we're seeing Bellator go to rise instead of the other way around but uh, Pitbull is taking on MMA legend Tetsuya Kawajiri that's awesome uh, Johnny Case who's been out here training in Las Vegas he makes the trip over there as well um, so you got the lightweight Grand Prix going on there Fabio Maldonado is challenging for the light heavyweight title against Jiri Proja 
Osaka uh, in the main event. Uh, a tough assignment there for Maldonado. Uh, that that is a, uh, a tough dude that he's facing there. Slips over to Cage Warriors after that. Cage Warriors, uh, not one of their bigger cards by any stretch of the imagination. Bellator Europe and uh, Bellator 230 are happening as well. Melvin, Melvin Manhoof versus Yannick Mahati. Um, that could be fireworks. Alessio Sakara is on there. It's crazy the way they shoot it over there because it's, it's going to be in Italy. Alessio Sakara, they actually said it on the press release. It was, it was kind of funny. They they said, look, Alessio Sakara is the house main event. He's such a star over there in Italy. They make him the main event, but then when they air it, they change the order of everything because they realize that, <laughs> you know, to the rest of the world, no disrespect to Alessio Sakara, but his prime days have passed. He's no yeah. longer a headliner, um, but he shoots it there. But then you got Rafael Carvalho versus Vadim Nemkov uh, in the main event of Bell Tour 230. That's actually a very, very meaningful fight fight there. So a couple of things here and there. Domingos Barros versus Kirill Sedelnikov, if you want to look at that. I mean, there's, there's bits and pieces you can pick off the Bellator card uh, and, and have some fun with. Now, the one championship event uh, does feature the debut of uh, the TNT partnership. We're actually going to see it air live on TNT. So they're doing this two-card thing. So if you want to, to check out a little bit of one championship, if you've never watched it before, you know, this is a big moment for them. It's their 100th event. Um, and, and, and they're calling it Century, and they did two big cards. And I, and I made sure to get the official times because it has, they're not always the most clear. I mean, they're based in Singapore, and a lot of their audience is, is you know, based in, in international things, so their press releases don't always have times for everywhere. But I made sure to find out. So um, Saturday night, the prelims will come on at 8 p.m. Eastern on BR Live. That's their streaming platform there. There's a, there's a couple names you'll recognize on there, uh, Yushin Okami being the biggest one. But then at 11 p.m. Eastern on Saturday night, that's when they, they air live on TNT for the first time ever. So it'll be live on American television. Um, it, it'll take place at, I, I want to say that's 10 a.m. Eastern for the main card uh, in Japan, in Tokyo local time. So it's a morning card for them uh, so that they can air live here in the United States. Demetrius Johnson is on that one. It's the, the, the Grand Prix Finals there. So if you want to see if Mighty Mouse can, can claim the belt that he's been after. And by the way, wow. they revealed those belts, man. They're pretty cool. I think they, yeah. They, yeah, they said that. I think, you know, a normal belt, you know, they say it's 12 pounds of gold or 13 pounds of gold or whatever. This is 26 pounds of, I guess it's silver, it looked like. But, um, I was going to say, if it's 26. I would melt that just motherfucker <laughs> and just go, son. Like, Take a picture because you're not going to see it for long. Because <laughs> this motherfucker's getting melted <laughs> down. Uh, yeah, so it, but return it's, it back to him. Just get a, a fake made, and it's like half yeah. his life. Like, no, it's always it's always felt like that. Trust it, me, it's real gold. It's a cool looking belt, man. They put a picture of it online. Uh, Christian Lee, you'll be on there. Angel Lee, so the brother mm. and sister combination will oh, both be cool. on that main card. So Angel Lee, she hot. So it's going to be a pretty cool one there. So that'll be Very on cool. uh, on uh, on TNT. So if you want to catch that on Saturday night, and then the rest of it will kind of go into the night uh, and, and into Sunday morning. Uh, one Championship 100 Part 2, the prelims kick off on BR Live at 4 a.m. Eastern, and then at the main card is at 6.30 a.m. Eastern uh, on BR Live as well. So all that's on MMA Junkie if you want that information. If you want to see the card, uh, the the One Championship uh, Part 2, Song in the uh, in the in the 
uh, a headliner there against putting his light heavyweight title on the line against heavyweight champ Brandon Vera. You remember the name Brandon Vera? He's that's a, that sounds vaguely yeah, familiar. Yeah, he's been around. Former, uh, he's actually the heavyweight champ, reigning heavyweight champ, but he's trying to be a two division champ there and take the light heavyweight title as well. Bibiano Fernandez uh, against Kevin Bellingham. That's a, a fourth fight between those, which is crazy. Uh, Arjan Bueller, he was supposed to make his debut earlier yes. this year, got scrapped. He's going to make that. Shinya Oki is on there as well on the main yeah, card. So, just looking at that. listen, man, there's this some, is a good card. I'm telling you, it's they're they're pulling out all the stops for this. This is a huge celebration for them. So, if you want to watch it, that's what's going on. Now, we will have uh, coverage of that, um, but it will be uh, coverage from television. Where we did not make the trip that's to Tokyo, although uh, you know they, they six were, title belts in two days for them. They were kind enough to offer us uh, to come out there, but we we can't do that. So, uh, oh, we will we not can. be covering. We will not be covering six of it. Six titles. Are going to change in a weekend? That crazy. I mean, well, granted, once Muay Thai kickboxing, but still, that's a lot of gold yeah. getting switched. That is a good. That's a good card, man. There's fighters, man. I'm telling you, it's gotten to the point where, well, I mean, I think the diehards and people know like one is definitely not somebody that you can have been overlooking, but I think now it's getting to the point where it's just ridiculous, like the the the, the matches that they're making. But now also when you're seeing the level of uh, guys that. You know, we have UFC guys that are going over there and just getting handled. And that was, I think, a big eye-opener. But doing stuff like this is just cool, man. Um, doing it back-to-back, -back, but doing it back-to-back -back big. To have that much gold on the line in one weekend, um, that's pretty fucking cool. It's pretty cool. It that's is cool. So cool. I think it's worth trying to tune in and catch at least part of it. Uh, like I said, TNT, I mean, that's basic cable for most people. I think pretty much everybody has TNT. So, But still cable. Still cable, yeah. It's still it's not, cable. You can't just have a pair of, you know, yeah, bunny ears. The rabbit ears, or ears or ain't going to do it. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, you still have to have some sort of cable. And I don't know what, uh, what TNT's uh, streaming thing, if it's just something you could pull it up and they'll have it streaming on their webpage. So BR Live is the name of the platform, and you got to sign up for it. Right. I th I hate, but you can't just go to the TNT page. You can only watch I, no, TNT you off, sign up off for, of cable. For BR Live. Now okay. I will say this: I I I'm not sure. I think they they may charge for this one this weekend. I believe they I saw they charge. charge a Normally they don't. So I've seen it on that platform they have charged. Oh yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a pay per view type yeah. platform. But usually the live show they'll still just stream it for free because they know it's like three in the morning and nobody's going to pay for it, right? Um, but I think they may Except be charging John Morgan. This one. Except for John Morgan. I am an MMA junkie. Yep, you are a junkie. All right, so uh, good card. We're checking out a little bit. But uh, the big one for us will be UFC on ESPN Plus 19. Uh, the young Mike Bong is out there. Yoani and Jacek versus Michelle Watterson. A very, very good fight here. A very meaningful fight. Um, I, I like it a lot. I mean, I feel like in a lot of ways, I don't, I don't want to say a crossroads fight. I mean, I think they both have a future. They're both stars for, for different reasons. Of course, Yoani mm -hmm. and Jacek. The former, you know, reigning champion, the former, uh, you know, dominant champion uh, in the division. Meanwhile, Michelle Watterson is, is has just always been a superstar. She's got that X factor, right? I mean, yep. she has star quality. When you talk to her, she's so well spoken. She's fun. Now she's got the thing going where mom champ, you know, hashtag yeah. mom champ. She wants to be the first mother uh, to be a champion in the UFC. So this is a big, big fight. Now, once again, we're here on a Thursday night, the way we we always do. Much of this will be known by the time that, that uh, this airs for most people, that most people listen to this podcast. But the discussion right now is about whether Yoani and Jacek will make weight or not. And it's yep. been a really interesting situation to follow. Um, you know, It turns out she reached out to the UFC and said, um, I, I don't know if I'm going to make weight or not. You know, Can we do a catch weight? 
Michelle Watterson said, absolutely not. And I think that's understandably so. Michelle Watterson is a yeah. much naturally smaller fighter. So for her to say, whoa, 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 yep. you know, I agreed to fight you at 116 pounds. You know, I gave you the one-pound allowance. I didn't agree to fight you at 120 or 125 or anything like that. And listen, Joanna and Jacek's weight cuts are hard. Yep. Every single one of them, man. She comes in, and she looks rough, and she gets behind the hoop because she has to every single time. And you look at her, and you go, Oh, man, I don't know if she can do this much longer. And then, yep. for the most part, she used to recover pretty well. She, you know, a, a lot of people think that maybe the Rose Namajunas result uh, was was due to a weight cut. Who knows? But you know what? I don't blame Michelle Watterson for saying, no, I'm not taking. That's yep. not what I signed up for. Yep, not um, As it turns out, Joanna says, I'm good. I, I'm okay. I'm going to make weight. Uh, just you wait and see. Um, and and uh, and now she's up against it. Now she's saying that she's going to be able to make weight, and we'll find out. Uh, but it's been it's been a bit of an uh, an intriguing saga so far. Yeah, I mean, I mean the thing, I and I get it with Michelle because it's true. I mean, because you want to being able to come in and not have to do the full cut would be coming in stronger, would be coming in bigger size. But also, I mean, this is a this is a fight that has contender ramifications you know might maybe not the next fight but these are two ladies that are up at the top of the division so if you're taking catchweight fights you're already saying you know we can't you can't make weight you right. can't make it to that division so uh or at least for that title thing so i mean i i, I don't uh have any problem at all and i think it was a smart way i think if anything uh, you know uh you want was hoping that they could get one past her by being able to take it a little bit easier. And then the whole fact of, I'm a professional, I will make it, you know, I'll get there, you know, and after asking for it, it's like, yeah, you better get there. That's the whole thing about being a professional. And don't, you know, don't take it like, oh, well, you know, I'm doing you a favor, I'm still going to make this weight. And like, you signed on the fucking line that you were going to make the weight. So you're not doing us any favors by you doing your job. Just do your job, you know. Um, but it's going to be, it's going to be a good fight. And I mean, uh, you could already see it. In, what I thought was interesting is that uh, when when you say that she has these hard cuts, you can usually tell as the week goes because she starts getting the the whole. And this is not just her. This is anybody sure. that we see that has usually the hard uh, has a hard cut. They start getting the sunken eyes. You know, you know they've been depleting themselves. But I was watching the media day interview today, and she's like sipping on water, drinking water, which of course a lot of them will do, but. Uh, you know, because they're sort of either water loaded and they're just trying to keep their bellies full, you know, because they're holding off. But the whole time I'm thinking, like, don't drink too much. Don't drink too much, you know, because a lot of them, they'll try to hold off to the very last moment and do that one last push for right. the weight cut. You know, and part of it's like, man, just doing do it constantly. Don't don't push it to because what happens on some of them when they get to that point where they try to do it all in that one last push, if they don't make it, they don't give themselves the time to get there because if their body gets to the point where it stops sweating it stops letting go of the water then what are you going to do right you know but she's got to do something i can't you can't i guess just not put anything into your body for for days straight because then you're not going to have any strength at all you know so it's a tough it's a tough one but it just feel again here's a point where at this point in her career how high of a level that she is we shouldn't still be having these issues going into the fight week. Have your diet and your whatever on point so that during the fight week, there should be no no problem at all. Or finally, maybe make the decision that you want. You need to move up a weight class if you're starting to have this issue. Because here you are. If you're, I mean, 
are you really even in this division if you're just going to go and then try to take catchweight fights? Right. You know, at this point, at, at that point, just move out of the division and do something else. I mean, at this point where you know that you could be contending for the title, you need to be in the the proper place for it. And I'm just wondering if it's getting to the point of where now her body is really fighting back with her. And if that's the case, you know, maybe she just, maybe it's just a matter of starting earlier uh, throughout the year and just staying constantly at a lower one. But we've seen this again and again where she has these hard cuts. And I think it's just getting to the point where her body just doesn't want to do it anymore. And if that's the case, she's still a badass if she moves up one division. She is. She's still a tough fighter and a, and a contender, you know, one division up. I think it's just maybe this is that fight. And and I guess we'll see this all tomorrow. And, this, you know, if she comes in there and there's no problem, all right, hey, we'll have this dis- discussion again next time, you know, if she has a hard time. But if she misses it, then there needs to be a hard discussion of is this the right division for you, you know, um, because you're not going to perform as well as she wants. She's going to still be good. That's the amazing thing about these athletes is they can go in, maybe not fully recover and be at – 60 70 80 percent of their you know full potential and still be badass right but a 60 or 70 percent joanna is a lot different than a 90 percent joanna which maybe on a good fight week is is where she's at you know i don't think any of these fighters on fight week unless they they're the ones that don't really cut ever come in any closer right. to 100% when it comes to fight time because they're either dealing with some sort of injury or just dealing with the fact of they depleted themselves the whole week that they're maybe not fully as good but they're still badass you know so I don't know it'd be interesting but when you look at when you look at Michelle that is what a fighter I think at this weight class should look like I see you see no depletion no she's completely happy she's smiling she's not grumpy she looks like the last bit of weight's going to come off with no problem that's what you want a fighter to look like during fight week because then you're thinking like okay that's a bundle of energy a bundle of you know performance that's ready to happen not something that you're looking at you're like Oh my goodness! How true, are they just making it through and, this? And week? it's funny because we consider her a natural atom weight, which means she should, she should, should be. I say yeah. should be cutting an extra ten pounds. Right. At which point she starts to look bad. Right. You know what I mean? It is. Right. It is pretty bad that yeah. you know this is what we expect. Right. This weight cutting thing, man. I, it, look to, to lay it all out there. I mean, look, this is a big fight for multiple reasons. That's why I say I hate to say like crossroads fights, but I don't know, man. I feel like this fight is going to tell us a lot about the future of both these ladies. You know, as far as as you said, with Joanna, not only does she still have the skill to compete at the highest level, but right. does she even belong in this division? Right. You know, so to me, there's a lot of questions on the line. Joanna uh, was happy to answer some of those questions, but she had a she had a little uh, little bit of a little bit of that chip on her shoulder that she does yeah. sometimes. I li- but I like it. I like. I it. like it. I, I like it. I as like well. her little spirit. Her little attitude. I do. Young Mike, especially Bond. when she yells at you and then she get a little wink. Or yeah. Something, that little, like that I'm little talking wink. trash to you, but it's fun. <laughs> Young Mike Bond got a little taste of that uh, when he asked this weekend. I'm sure you've seen the clips, but uh, here's some more of, of the uh, the media session down there with Yoanny and Jay Chick. So yeah, can you just start from the beginning a little bit? I mean, obviously these reports came out today saying that you know your weight cut. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say the the I, I'm I'm going to say the same. Uh, did I miss something? Was the wins today? Is the wins tomorrow? No, it's on Friday. So please give me a time and space. Uh, too easy make weight and, 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 and fight Michelle Waters on a Saturday. Yeah, where did this come from then? Do you have any idea? 
uh, you know, like there are always some troubles with the uh, with the weight cut during camp. Like uh, there was, uh, there is always some risk, you know, with every of the fighter, where your body can just shut down and, and you're not able to make a weight. I know people are smart and they think that it's that easy to hey, go on treadmill, run for ten hours, or don't eat. But it's not like this, you know. So uh, people who are not involved and who don't know a lot about should be like stay quiet and just wait till the uh, till the end for the results and I know at 115 I mean even when you're holding the belt like that it's a, it's a process for you you have to of course it's a process smart. I'm not natural 115er and the thing is that uh, you know when I signed with the EFC before I signed with the EFC I was a flyweight but then my body got used to the uh, strawweight division but it always cost me lots of uh, tons of energy and, and sacrificing and lots of work so uh, yeah just give me space guys are you confident at this point? Like you're going to make 116 Friday? Are you confident that you're going to wake up tomorrow? Thank you so much. That's the point. And I, I don't want to talk specifically about yeah. like your weight, but the last time you fought was at uh, 125. Yes. Um, has it been harder this time around since you fought at a heavy You know, that, that's funny because I was uh, super light a month ago. The weight went a little bit up, then down again. But uh, like the fight before Valentina Shevchenko, I was super, super light. So you know, every weight cut, every camp, the body uh, just uh, show up different, and that's the thing. Like our bodies are very clever beasts. This is how I call my body because, like I said, every weight cut, every camp is uh, totally different, and you have to deal with the uh, different things. Is it annoying that all this? It's not annoying because I cut it off, you know, I, I woke up this morning, I had a good night's sleep and I, I hit the training and then I was busy with the, uh, all the UFC appearances, obligations, media. I have done uh, so much today and, and still have to train. I have to wake up tomorrow at 7 a.m. So it was a long day. So uh, fight week is a, I love fight week. I'm enjoying this, uh, but the, the last few days are kind of rough and, and difficult always, but the people don't know about it, you know, so very often they, they don't know what we have to deal with. But, uh, you know, it's not annoying because I cut it off. I cut it off and, and that's the point. I saw one post, someone tagged me on Instagram and I was like, oh gosh, now the shit thunder gonna get on and, and it's happening, but guys, stay calm, we have two more days. And uh, this is obviously Nobody honestly asked me how much I'm weighing, so come on guys. Can, are you I confident ask? are you confident making weight? Are you confident like waking up tomorrow? No, you are not. Thank you so much. What else? In terms of, you know, in terms or we want to talk only about the weight cut, not about the fight. Talk about the how great is the how is the fight? Talk about the matchup. That's uh, something that um, Michelle was really excited about yeah. herself. Um, probably the best Muay Thai kickboxer in the yeah. UFC, and then probably uh, most likely the best karate. Of course, it's a it's a it's a it's a match between two strikers and uh, but uh, two different styles, and I'm very excited to face uh, Michelle Waters. And this is what I said. Uh, on the stage today, uh, after the open workout uh, or during the media, that she's very well-rounded fighter and it was the fight to made and we headlining the show, uh, two female fighters headlining the show again. That's amazing and that's an honor and, and it means that we worth it. People want to watch us and, and I'm super excited that I Michelle Waterson is my next big uh, challenge and uh, like I said, she's well-rounded. Uh, she switches position very well. Her kicks are very powerful, strong. She's very uh, dynamic and she, she has good body uh, hip throw and she, she works well on the ground. So it, it's, going, it's an interesting matchup and, and we're going to take over this show. You know, we headlining this show for some reasons, you know, because we are 
one of the best in the business. Are you impressed with uh, Zhang Weili? Uh, yes, I'm very impressed with the new strawweight champ and uh, I said that uh, she was going to uh, win in the first round with uh, Jessica Andreas. Uh, you know, she, she, she's she's a very good fighter and and in the UFC, maybe maybe the strawweight division is the lightest division in the UFC, but definitely this division brings uh, lots of, uh, gets lots of attention and brings lots of fireworks uh, with every fight. What did you see in her because it seems that... For a lot of people, that was a big upset. Oh yeah, it was kind of upset because she was an underdog. She was like what number five uh, when she was stepping in the octagon, or num number five in the rankings. But rankings don't fight, you know, and 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 that's the thing. But you know, I think that it's not easy to become the UFC champion, but definitely it's more difficult to deal with all of the uh, obligations you have after becoming the the champ. And 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 maybe Jessica Andrade just. Uh, instead of taking her time, enjoying this and, and like resting well and preparing well, she took that, you know, and and, and that's the point, you know. And um, Wei Zhang just took her chance, and you know, she made it to the league, you know. Yeah. Why is it so hard for this next champion to have like a long established title reign? Do you think it's because the division is just growing so much in skill, or is it because because I don't run this division team? anymore, and and I was the champ for a reason, and if people doubt me, I always say like. Okay, how many title defenses uh, has uh, ex strawweight champion first, second, and the third? You know, so uh, there is Ronda Rousey from bantamweight division six successful title defenses. Then me in the strawweight five, and like I said, Amanda Nunes is the gold right now. And but you know, if people doubt me, I always say like, hey, look at the numbers and how long I was holding the belt, and I was active. This is the longest break you've had between fights in the UFC since you came Yes, in. it is, but I want people to know that I, I have been an athlete for 16 years. I signed with the UFC five years ago and it's my fifth anniversary this year. But for the last 16 years I was not resting, I was just going, 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 going. So uh, before the fight with Valentina Shevchenko, actually I decided to take a longer break. Uh, to take a longer break after the fight, uh, to rest my body, reset my body uh, and rest my body physically and mentally. And, and I got to the point where I wanted to be. I It's not like I didn't feel the, the, the fire anymore, but um, I feel extra fire, you know, I feel like a teenager, you know, stepping into the first, uh, getting, like stepping to the octagon for the first time. I'm super motivated, super excited, and the camp went smooth and well, and it's been long 13 weeks. I just want to step to the octagon on Saturday, put on great fight, and enjoy my life outside the octagon, you Your know. Your approach has been a little different last year or two, I mean, not as... Uh, in, in your opponent's faces, you know, not as much psychological. It's not like I'm, I'm I'm not playing with them, but it's all, you know, if if you're not nice to me, because people think that I'm I'm rude and arrogant person, but I'm not. And and the thing is, like when, when I fought Gadea, like or Valerie with teammates and with friends now, but the 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 stare downs were intense because hey man, if someone like tells you like you can do this or you this or you that or someone step on your toe, you need to react. If you if you show you weak. You shouldn't be in this game, you know. Being an MMA uh, fighter means a lot. You have to be strong physically and mentally. And and uh, like I say, I was always like this. Even when there's, 
if you put like 100 people in the front of me and they were they will be saying no 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 and i feel like i need to say yes i will stand my ground and and, and say this so the, that's the that's the that's the point you know but i we like each other with michelle so uh, there is not going to be bad blood between us two but definitely uh, you are going to see this aggression sports aggression in the octagon on saturday thank you so much all right, so yeah, and Jay Check, she's always willing to throw out a little line or two, but I, I enjoy talking to her. I, I like it, you know. She keeps you on your toes a little bit. She'll give you a little bit of that attitude, but I like it. Meanwhile, Michelle Waterson, uh, your other headliner there, she was uh, got a little bit different spirit about her, you know. She uh, she's in a unique situation, you know. In the days leading up to this, we didn't know if this fight was going to happen. I guess even as we're sitting here right now, we still don't know if the fight is going to happen. I got my fingers crossed. I won't doubt you, any of Jay Check. She has got a a steel uh, will and determination, and she says she's fired up she wants to prove people wrong um but, you know i did see some people on twitter saying hey don't be fired up trying to prove people wrong be fired up because you signed the contract to fight and that's why you need to be fired up but whatever it takes she said listen i had some complications i'm gonna make it meanwhile michelle waterson was on the exact opposite side of that and here's what she had to say michelle pretty crazy day today uh, can you just tell us when you first got word that maybe you know something was going on with Joanna and Maybe she wasn't gonna make weight, and maybe these other opportunities <laughs> come up. Like, can you just walk us through what happened from your perspective. You know, it's been it's been a crazy week for sure. Um, but I mean, you can only you can't expect anything less on fight week. Uh, you're always gonna get curveballs thrown at you, um, and so I know there was a little bit talks about it. Uh, a, a little bit last week actually but um, my management team didn't want to talk to me about it too much because they wanted me to stay focused um, we we're hoping that it was just you know um, just a um, just a moment of weakness uh, on Joanna's part and, and 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 I'm still hopeful that that's what it is and that she pulls through and, and makes the weight on Friday because you know both of us have been preparing for this fight for for quite a while now and and um, I wouldn't want to disappoint the fans so did they come to you and say, you know, she might not be able to make it, like, and propose a catch weight or something? What exactly? I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't know the details. Um, again, it, my management team is the one dealing with that. That's not something that I should be concerned of come fight week. Like, really, it, it's, it's my, my job as a fighter is to sign the contract, train for the fight, stay healthy, make the weight, and fight. And, uh, and that's what I intend on doing. Were you surprised to hear that? Because, I mean, we're pretty early into the week, um, you know, the wings is still a little bit far from it, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, Joanna has never missed a as well. Yeah, uh, very surprised actually, um, because of Joanna's professionalism and and this never happening before. We knew that she was going to be the bigger girl because Joanna's just always been a bigger 115er, um, and so. Um, but we never in a million years thought that she she wouldn't be making weight. Um, so yeah, it's a bit disheartening. Will you take the fight if she misses weight? Um, as a fighter, I say yes, um, but it's not my choice. It's not solely up to me, I guess. It, it's partially my choice, but um, uh, at this point in my career, um, I have to take into consideration a lot of factors, and, and so it will, I'll be talking to my management team, we'll be talking to you know, my husband and my coaches and, 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 and see where we go from there. Does it play with your head at all to be preparing for a fight, but you don't know what's going to happen as far as when she steps on the scale? Right? Um, to me, it's just honestly, it's 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 a small victory because um, you know making weight is a battle in itself, and if she's already a bit shifty in that sense, then it's a small victory on my end. I was going to ask, you, does in a way it feel you because you know 
hurting. Yeah, she's hurting for sure, and and um, so am I. We're all hurting. That's the job of a fighter is to cut the weight, you know. And and um, I, honestly, I love this process of it because it's kind of like the last hurrah. It's the last battle to. Uh, that you have to overcome before you step into the octagon. It's, it's basically, um, you know, the last sacrifice you make in order to say, I'm ready for the octagon. And, and you mentioned uh, you, would, you would consider maybe taking a fight depending on some factors. Uh, what are those factors? Um, it depends on how, how much she misses weight by. It depends on um, if she agrees to hit a certain weight the day of the fight. Um, it depends on, uh, obviously, I mean, like I said, I don't want to get into it, but financial. Um, and uh, all of that stuff is, is stuff that is things that my management team take care of anyways. But on my end, I trained for 10 weeks for this fight. I would love to fight Joanna in the octagon on Saturday. It would be my honor. In the big picture of things, did you think that maybe... As the news came out this morning, did you think maybe it was a little bit early for, for her to start to maybe want to um, say she's not going to miss weight it only being Wednesday morning and having still a couple days to go? And we also got whispers that she was already talking about this like almost a week ago, so yeah. I don't know how true that is. But. Um, again, given the situation, if she is wanting to throw the towel in this early um, before uh, weight cuts, to me, um, she's been struggling for a while. So um, I guess you could take that how you want to take it. I, for me, it's a victory. All things being equal, I mean, assuming this does go smoothly and there's no you know, issues here, just tell us you know, your thoughts on the fight itself you know, and how you see you guys matching up skill for skill. I'm really excited about the fight. Uh, you know, I was, a bit of, <laughs> I was a little bit salty about not getting uh, the, the, the championship belt against um, Andrade, but everything happens for a reason, and I, I thought that was a phenomenal fight um, in itself. And when I signed this fight with Joanna, I was like, this is, this is what I needed. This is, I need a, a main event, five-round fight, to get me mentally and physically ready for anything. Against, you know, one of the longest, the longest reigning strawweight champion in the division. Um, that's what I needed. That's what I wanted. And uh, I was very excited to go in there. Um, <clears throat> I think our skills uh, match up really well together. She is a stand-up, rangy, volume fighter. Um, I can stand and I can uh, neutralize her range with my with my kicks and um, plus I have other options. I have really good wrestling, I have good jiu-jitsu, <clears throat> I have good ring generalship, um, I have good offense, I have good defense. So um, I think what I bring to the table is the ability to be a, a well-rounded mixed martial artist. I know you mentioned up on the stage there uh, you'd like to fight Wally in the United States if possible, but it seems like she's having a hard time even getting a visa to be able to fight over here. If like that was the only option, she couldn't fight in the U.S. and you had to go over there, that's something you'd obviously be willing to do, I assume, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, but that's such a huge fight, you know, and um, I would love... My family doesn't get to come to, to many of my fights, and it would be nice to, to have my family there. Um, but again... That's not where my focus is at at the moment. I'm, I'm focused on Saturday and uh, looking forward to that. And in your mind, uh, does a win over Joanna just make you the, the clear number one contender at 150? 
Yeah, absolutely you should. You know, like I said, she's the longest reigning champion of the division, um, and her losses were only against champions. Um, and, uh, yeah, if we're talking about rankings. I think that it, uh, it can get a little bit messy. She says that she has an agreement with the UFC if she wins, she does get the next title shot. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. I know it's not up to you and the management's been dealing with it, but just the way that you see it, would it be fair to say that maybe your management and your team kind of called Ioana's bluff maybe? Um, because maybe Ioana was trying to pull something early on, and would it be fair to say that you guys called her bluff and it worked out in your favor? And I would say so. You know, um, it, any advantage you can get as a fighter, you're going to try to get, and I think that Ioana has been really good. Um, in her career, in in you know playing that psychological warfare, getting into people's heads before the fight even starts, and um, you know who knows, maybe she just wanted to to see if she could have her cake and eat it too, just because of my kind-hearted nature. She's been very quiet since losing her championship. Not as um, mm -hmm. you know, like you said, she's but it's not as many psychological games. Um, are you surprised that she's not trying that with you so close to fight week? And do you think that maybe this was kind of uh, a way of her playing that game, but quietly because she has kind of not been so public about it? Like I think that she does it to certain people um, I, that she knows that it'll have an effect on, and I think she knows that it's not going to have an effect on me. I've, you know, her and I have worked together on, on on many occasions, and she's a really nice person, and you know, we've actually become friends over, you know, social media, and I have tremendous respect for her. So. For her to try to get in my face and like do that whole thing, I think would be useless because I already know the, the real Ioana. Like she's a she's a decent human being. She's a good person, you know. Lastly, for me, um, can you just maybe talk about the fact that you're um, easily the best female karate fighter in the UFC, and then Ioana's? You could make an argument that she's the best, uh, you know, Muay Thai kickboxer in the female division. Mm -hmm. um, what's that matchup like? Is that exciting? Yeah, karate versus Muay Thai, very exciting, um, you know, and it kind of brings me back full circle. Before I, um, before my MMA career started uh, fighting on the reality show Fight Girls, with, where it's like a Muay Thai reality show, and I was a bit out of my element because all the girls were very traditional Muay Thai, and here I am, karate girl, trying to convert my style to Muay Thai so that I could fit in to the, um, to the mold that they were trying to build on the show. And... Um, Realizing afterwards that um, it's okay to have an individual style. Mackenzie Dern is returning on Saturday night four months after giving birth as a mom. <laughs> can you speak to how impressive that is? That is insane, honestly. It really is. I was talking to her yesterday um, at the workout room and I couldn't, I was just blown away. I was blown away first that she only gained nine pounds during her pregnancy because I freaking gained 50 pounds and it looked like the blueberry on Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory and <laughs> um, but you know hats off to her you know it, it does truly take a team to to be able to come back you know um, as a new mother and I said earlier in an interview I, I applaud the UFC for for getting behind Mackenzie and, and being supportive of her decision to want to come back so soon and and helping her in any way that she needed to be helped Right, that was Michelle Watterson. That is your main event at UFC on ESPN Plus 19. By the way, should say if you like what you're listening to, do us a favor. Make sure you logged into iTunes. Make sure you take some time <laughs> you to do rate it quick. us and review us. Oh, iTunes is going away, right? That new, the new Mac. 
OS update. Yeah. I forget what the fuck it's called. The new one. It's split up inside of the uh, thing. iTunes is no longer in that OS. It's oh, the, the three of them. Apple Podcasts. I haven't updated Apple yet. Whatever. I haven't updated yet because I haven't had time. Don't do it. Don't update right yet. Don't do it? Don't do not do the update right now. Because, Why? well, I guess it's not for you. You don't use any of the Pixel. Uh, Pixel. It's a third-party plug-in thing uh, that I use some stuff for Final Cut. Uh, oh, no. So it's, some video, it's causing some, some video some editing issues and stuff? Some of the shit is not updated. So, like, the plugins, if you used them, wouldn't work. Um, yeah, I mean, it's brand new. I mean, one, you should know, never to just jump to the new oh, upgrade. Well, I like the new stuff. Let the other people do it. And then they find all the fuck-ups, and then they do the fixes, and then you download it. That's the advice. From yeah, that's, that's the best way. You let the new OS, even though they do all their testing but inside. But I want the shiny new bells but and when you, <laughs> you let you let those first people download it, then it's usually like a month or so after that, uh, or even before that. Uh, within that first month, you find that you'll usually there's like an update or some sort of bug fix they didn't see mm-hmm. or whatever, um, and then you get it. But yeah, the main thing I'm always leery of, uh, especially when it comes to applications, uh, let the OS go, let the application companies f- make sure that their shit works. They do an update, then you download it to make sure that the up, that the uh, the products will work. Got it. Because last thing you want to do is get it, and then all of a sudden, oh my, you know, just using Apple, the Final Cut, you know, doesn't right. work. But more than likely, those guys have been testing it. But that always happens. You, you always got to be leery with the the OS update. But Mac has a new fucking OS update, like <laughs> every couple every months, couple months yeah. which is ridiculous. And people used to yell at Microsoft when they did that too. But Microsoft needed to because they had a bunch of buggy shit. This is. You know, for all the people that old older folks that understand, remember the Windows like 3.1, and then Windows 95, Windows what 98, Windows NT, then mm-hmm. uh, where to go to that Windows 7, and then 8, and like 10 or whatever. A lot of updates, but people used to always yell and be like, "Ah, Windows, your shit sucks. That's why you're doing new OS updates." And I'm like, Mac does it like a new OS like every fucking couple months. Welcome to that? the Technology Roadshow. <laughs> My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is with me, and we are talking about operating Gadgets systems and operating of systems. all kinds. Apple, Let, PC. Up, up later on, we're going to talk about solid state disks. <laughs> <laughs> you keep your disc talk to yourself, my friend. Mm. I, don't, I don't need to know what state your disc is in. <laughs> I don't want to hear that it's solid it works right now. really fast and it's <laughs> solid. All right, listen, the rest of this card in Tampa is sneaky good, man. Crone Gracie versus Cub Swanson. That is an intriguing fight. Uh, Cub, man, you want to talk about a crossroads. Here's a guy that has something to prove uh, that he still belongs competing at the elite level. Meanwhile, Crone Gracie looked really, really good in his debut and um, is just an interesting character, man. You know, he did his for his open workout. Uh, he, yeah, just did the the famous Hickson breathing exercises. Oh wow! Look at your look at your abs there, cold coffee. I sucked it all the way. Look at your abs; they're rolling back and forth now. Now, now they're like up a fucking and down. tidal wave of fat. <laughs> <sighs> I feel so much fitter. Already. Wow, cold coffee! The abs looking good. Uh, that's a good fight there. Nico Price, who's a huge friend of the MA Roadshow. We love Nico Price against uh, a fellow Texan in James Vick. Man, I'm I'm bummed on which way to pull for that because James Vick is in desperate need of a win. Mm-hmm. But Nico Price, he got kids to feed, man. He got a big-ass family, dude. You need him to win as well. I'm torn on that, but it should be all action. James Vick, you know, you talk about a weigh-in. 
I'll be happy to see him at 170 because, man, seeing him at, yeah. at 155 was kind of hard to watch. Yeah, he pushes himself hard. Yep. Mackenzie Dern versus Amanda Hibas. Oh, that's a hot fight. That is a good fight right oh, there. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's a good fight. Oh, you meant – Yes, it is that too. It is that too. Uh, I, I will not, cannot deny that, but you it should be a fantastic that. fight. Matt Frivola versus Luis Pena. Come on, man. That could be all action right there. And Eric Anders versus Gerald Mearshart kicking things off. Both of those guys uh, like the bang as well. So I, I think that main card is really, really good. And, man, then you start looking down to the prelims. I mean, uh, you know, Mike Davis stepped in on short notice. He's facing Thomas Gifford. I, I, I like Mike Davis, to be honest with you. I think he's got skills. Devin Clark versus Ryan Spann is in there. Max Griffin, Alex Morono. Tim Elliott versus Davison Figueroa is a phenomenal fight, man. That is awesome. Cheeto Vera's down there. You got this, man, this rivalry fight between Andrew Sanchez and, and, and Marvin Vittori. Uh, they've been talking a little trash back been. and forth after mm -hmm. their first fight was scratched uh, with uh, Andrew Sanchez coming down with the, 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 the viral infection. Uh, so that, that has had some heat on it. Uh, man, I, I, I really do think this card is, is going <gasps> to be good. Uh, it starts at 5 p.m. Eastern for the got, prelims. You didn't even say nothing about the ladies. Oh, J.J. Aldridge versus Lauren Wheeler is a yes, good fight as well. Yes, that is a good one. That, that, man, that's J I, kicking I the night off. JJ. JJ can fight, man. She is fun to watch. And Lauren, Lauren's another one. She's, she's fun and she's hot too. But J.J. is so much fun to watch, man. And she looks like she's just tiny. And she's a, She looks tiny. She looks like she literally could, couldn't could hurt a fly. And right. she is fucking badass. Yep. <laughs> I love her. I, I think she is She's just a fucking powder keg. Anytime she has a, an opportunity to fight and you have a chance to watch her fight, that's fun. And what's fun about this one is that Lauren likes to bang as well. So that's going to be a good start. I mean, you know, you you look at the, the second fight, Vittori and St. Chisel, and that should be fireworks. I'm excited, more excited about that first fight. Yeah, I agree. that fight guarantee. well, I'm not even going to no say guarantees, that. No guarantees. I'm, I'm yep. not even going to say the word because I have a bad – I have a bad uh, – streak of like jinxing us i think recently <laughs> when i've said that it'll be amazing it's gonna be the greatest fight ever and then it's a fucking sleeper but no this should be good dude it's a good card i do it's i think it's gonna be a lot of fun like you know sometimes we're you know we're talking about number one contender fights and that sort of thing and yep. yeah man that means stuff and you know I, I other than the main event i don't know there's a lot of immediate divisional rankings impact um but i think there's yeah, a lot of not. fights that are just gonna be fun yeah i mean because you can't have every 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 fight card can't be every fight is the next title contender. you got to right. get to that point. And this is like one of those cards. And I think they even said about that at one point when they had their ideas of how fight night cards would work, uh, how Fox cards would work, how the pay-per-views and everything sort of led up to a particular point. This is one of those cards where it is leading to the contender fights. Uh, they're, they're, they're settling... Um, fights within the division to kind of really sort of organize the division, put people in the proper places, um, and have a little bit of excitement. So when you look down the line, I mean, there's a lot of good fights in this card. This is going to be uh, a fun night. And we've seen fight nights steal the thunder of recent uh, events. Like, 243 was cool and had some good fights. But when I look at this card, I mean, like, this card feels better in a sense, uh, when I go down the list, than what 243 did. That's interesting. I agree. I would agree with that, to be honest you know, with you. In terms you, of, of quality, depth, and the entertaining quality depth matches, of the whole of the whole fight, this, I is, this is stronger with you. than what that what we just saw. In as crazy as that is, man, I would yeah. not disagree with you there. I think so. I mean, it doesn't have the main event, but the, you know, in terms of who would you know the Whitaker right. and the Adesanya, but this main event is a good main event, and thank God they actually put that as the main event, um, because I mean, there's. Uh, 
it's a it's a good fight that means mm-hmm. something. But you know, a lot of times they they make the mistake. A lot of times I think of taking uh, some when the ladies fight and they just fucking move them to a right. co-main event. Right. I'm glad they left it yeah. in, in a proper place I mean, and I put it on a card that, as the main event. I can see that maybe they would have been tempted. I mean, I know it's really really early yeah. in his career. But tempted to put a Gracie in the main event, right? You know what I mean? Like that'd be a that'd be an easy sell to the right. media. And Cub Cub's a headliner. I mean, Cub, Cub is a headliner. has headlined a fucking I four or five times. Yep. You know, I mean, I could be completely pulling that out of my ass, but uh, that's good. This is a good card. I think the the way that it's organized and it's starting off strong. And uh, tune in for JJ if if you're not familiar <laughs> with JJ. Everybody that's listening to this knows who JJ is, but it's going to be fucking great, man. And, and even that second fight, Vittorian Sanchez is a good fight and it just continues on. I mean, outside of, you know, maybe uh, one fight that I'm really looking at that I really don't care that, but this is a, uh, this is a good fight, man. And even if you're not a crazy ass MMA junkie to the max, you can still go, uh, you can still go ESPN plus at 5 PM for your prelims ESPN plus at 8 PM for your main card and then it should wrap up just in time for you to switch over to TNT to watch one, one championship there just for the main card. Dude. Now, that is not unfair. Now, to, to say, right. hey, man, get up and do Risen and then uh, knock you out some Cage Warriors and then do yourself some Bellator and then do some – yeah. If you're you not getting what? paid for yeah, this. If you're not getting paid for it, please don't, don't, don't do, do that. that. <laughs> go enjoy yourself. Go, go, go talk to your friends. Maybe if you have a family, spend a little time with them. Yeah. Then go do this. Then go do this. Or even like if, if you want to get really, like if you're a little more casual than that, I think there's some great fights in the prelims. But let's say you just wanted to do 8 p.m. Eastern for the main card, mm-hmm. and then it rolls right into the, the main card for, for one championship. That's good. That's a good pairing. That's solid. Right. That's five hours right there. What, what would you drink with that? What kind of pairing would you put to, to mix the uh, Tampa main card with the one mm, championship? Well, probably fire up some Four Loco for some fights in Florida. Okay. You know what I mean? Ooh. Just to get into it. And then, okay, okay. and then I guess you have some sake lined up because you're going over to Japan, Ooh. right? Four Loco and sake, natural combination. I don't know if I'd put them together. <laughs> that would be one fucking hell of a hangover. That's for sure. I thought they banned Four Loco in a I lot of places. Yeah, That shows your age. You're you're pulling out a drink that's banned in most countries. <laughs> Going to that old Four Loco jam, but that's how we should really start, you know, pairing. All right, for this this card, I think you should stick with the wine on this one. Or, or this card. It's a stout, stout headline card. I'm gonna go to the the dark stouts on this one, you know. So it's like what? So like there's, there's ladies headlining here, so you should go with some rosé or something, or or do you? Oh, but that's saying that would be like saying that that it's not strong. I mean, you could look at Joanna and maybe uh, what was that fucking Polish drink? Oh man, the Polish beer that was like a dollar. Well, the Polish beer was good, but I'm trying to think of that fucking uh, our liquor that our buddy hooked us up with. I can't even was remember what it was called. Wasn't it? No, Maybe it was it called Polinka. Oh, that's it what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was very strong. But no, I mean, I heard he's got more on the way too. By the way, doesn't doesn't mean that since there's ladies, we even got to do the wine. We could do some crazy liquor or something like that. But yeah, we should. Uh, maybe for the future, we will start thinking of some uh, alcohol pairings. I like it. You know, I think as a frosty beverage hashtag frosty beverages uh, host, we can. Uh, Give you some suggestions, some ideas. And it'll be PBR every time. <laughs> it will most <laughs> definitely, almost probably 99% be PBR. But uh, <laughs> For this intriguing matchup of 115-pound <laughs> headliners, with the Polish background of Joanna and Jacek and Michelle Waterson's Thai heritage, I would suggest 
PBR, <laughs> America's award-winning uh, frosty beverage. Ah, that's too great. Good stuff. <laughs> All right, listen, last thing, if you're if you're a listener of the show and you want to support the show, do us a favor. Go to patreon.com, the MMA Roadshow. You can sign up there for as little as $3 a month, and it will help us out a lot. Man, yeah. it was fun getting back involved this past week and talking to everybody that's been supporting us. Uh, I, I really do appreciate yeah. that, and I will definitely be turning uh, to our Patreons in the future to uh, – to, to get their input on things yeah. they want to hear, things they want to see, uh, and things that we can do for the site. So if you if you want to support the show, um, that means the world to us. Sign yeah. up there, patreon.com slash the MMA Road Show. A lot of the patrons uh, this past one, the ones that were there, got to see the, the little behind-the-scenes video of our uh, apartment. That's and, right. And I was thinking about it, and uh, for those that have access, can go back and look. I think in one of the times when I was walking around, you could see that John was in uh, shorts or his underwear at the table. Yeah, I was – I think you were boxer shorts. You know, I, I – didn't know if you filmed that, but yes, I was sitting I remember, in boxer shorts. I remember. At the time. I remember as I was painting the room, I was like, "Oops, I think I, I think I saw, I think I saw John." Uh, well, I'm not. I'm not so old that not, my my polo well, days were like hanging we're wearing, at the bottom or anything. Well, and we're not that. We're, they're like tidy whitey briefs. What they look just like yeah. shorts, they're whatever. Just, but I remember as I was painting, I was like, "Ah, shit! I didn't mean to get that." So if you want to see <laughs> John Morgan in boxer shorts, <laughs> sign up to patreon.com Patreon.com. The MMA Roadshow. We'll do anything for a dollar. <laughs> or three. <laughs> or three a month. <laughs> All right, listen. There's been a lot of MMA. There's a lot coming up. we got a busy weekend. We're going to be at PFL tomorrow, but we're actually going to go to a WWE press conference here in Las Vegas uh, at T-Mobile. Cain Velasquez is going to be here. Brock Lesnar is going to be here. Tyson Fury is going to be here. I don't know anything yeah. about wrestling, so I hope that we don't have to ask any questions about wrestling I know I mean, look at Tyson Fury, like, I mean, I know he's been showing up, so I mean, if anything, we've got to figure out what the fuck that's all about. Right. I know he's been showing up and stuff, but I mean, even anything, I think we could just get Tyson Fury. I mean, that's crossover right there, you know, just getting a little, get a little boxing Good talk. Thing, you're already turning your back on Kane? Huh? You're already turning your back on Kane? You're like, Who? if anything, we'll just get Tyson. Who? Exactly. Is that that guy that used to fight? Wow. No, it's that quick. It's that quick. <laughs> so listen. That quick, the guy's been gone for how long? <laughs> I saw him two weeks ago in Mexico. Uh, well, whatever. Not fighting. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. All right, listen. So we got a lot coming. What we're trying to tell you is there's going to be a ton of content coming up. Uh, we'll uh, we'll have it all for you on MMA Junkie. We'll have it here on the MMA Roadshow. We'll have it on Patreon.com. Uh, right now it's time for us to enjoy some frosty beverages in this beautiful Las Vegas weather. It's too bad you can't be here, but we'll tell you anyway. Thanks for listening.